This episode of The Rip Wit is brought to you by the extremely special, supremely effective, and highly experimental technology known simply as the Story Shades. Have you wanted to put some new color into your works? Just by changing lenses, you can instantly cast your story in some new fashion without all the time wasted on edits or hard-to-erase marks. Proudly presented by the booming company Encouraging Literacy, these handy spectacles will make a true spectacle of the tried-and-true novels you have to read time and again. Thanks to the generosity of CEO Mr. Literati II, you literally need only one payment of $49.98 plus shipping and handling to complete your order. But wait, there's more. Order in the next hour via the company website, and you can get five exclusive extra lenses thrown in for free. That's right, an extra $25 value for FREE if you order within the next hour. You can even mix and match lenses if you so choose. They are removable, so you can use one matched set, or take your favorite two emotional themes and try blending them together. Guaranteed to make your reading more exciting, more fun, more thrilling! But don't forget, these are usable for all kinds of media. Thought the online Comment section was boring? Ha ha ha! Think again. Don't wait, get your starter set and these extra special limited five lenses, all for the small amount of $49.98 plus shipping and handling. What are you waiting for? See how cool your story can get today. Or sad, or romantic, or tragic, the world is at your fingertips. Spectacle! I get it! Ha! Sorry, I just want to. Okay. Hey listeners, this is Matt Donald from The Ritwit. Our friends over at Encouraging Literacy have finished their latest and, I believe, greatest product. And they're letting us give you a special deal if you buy these story shades today. Just use the code RITWIT whenever you go to digital checkout on their website, encouragingliteracy.net.com.org.gov, and they'll add an extra 10% discount on your purchase. This podcast is just a recording, so we can wait while you go order these right now. Neither the host of the Ritwit or the company encouraging literacy are liable for any injuries that may occur during the use of the story shades, including but not limited to eye strain, severe headaches, slight nausea, incendiary vomiting, uncontrollable crying, drastic emotional whiplash, and exhaustion. Please note that the lenses are fragile and susceptible to breaking under suboptimal conditions. Any animal lens uses care and keep out of the reach of small children. If you need medical assistance for blurred vision or impaired color judgment for a period lasting longer than three hours, please consult the nearest optometrist right away. As a special thank you for our efforts in encouraging literacy amongst writers, Mr. Literati II gave us two pairs for free with a couple of story shades to try. We hope you enjoy some of the audio recorded during our beta test of these lenses. Remember, please read responsibly. Okay, are we doing the same lens or different ones to try first? You know me to be an adventurous fellow, right, David? I mean, I said it in episode one of the Ritwit. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> Let us go with different lenses. Suit yourself. I mean, there is the mix and match option. Ooh, that sounds even more adventurous. Here. Take this humorous lens here, and I'll grab the horror one from you. Ooh. Uh, do we coordinate which lens goes where? Oh, forget that! Let's read! And the guy <clears throat> looked at the failing orange sun, draped only in the blood of his fallen brothers, and wondered how in the world it got like this. <laughs> Isn't that just hilarious, Donald? Eh, it's not bad, but I like this one lot better. <clears throat> And when his faithful companion was on his last <laughs> the man leaned over and gave it a giant <laughs> hug. <laughs> Who gives hugs when people die anymore, David? And he slipped on the banana peel. <laughs> and 
and his in-laws that he was trying to impress his future in-laws, mind you. <laughs> they just pointed at him and, and laughed. <laughs> it's so horrible. It's so sad. Yeah. Like, he just made a fool of himself. And then, <laughs> and then this pie that they were cooking got launched from the fall. Oh, no. And landed right on his face. <laughs> oh, no. That's got to hurt. It was raspberry. <laughs> no. It must have been really hot, too. That That's awful. Oh, I can only, so... I can only imagine. Oh, God, though. <laughs> so, oh, no. so sorry. That poor man. All I was trying to do was impress his future in-laws. And then the banana peel at the barn. Oh, no. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I wouldn't take you back if you finally stopped leaving the toilet seat up, she said, voice ringing in the courtroom. That's only the first of your problems. It's like the problems have morphed into some phantasm that's just uh, that's sitting in the courtroom with them. Oh god. Where is the exorcist when they need one? Th this is so terrifying. Let's change lenses! As you can see, we had a very uh, emotional time using these story shades. But hey, you should stop waiting for us and just try it for yourself. We can be paused, you know. Welcome, fellow nerds, to another episode of The Ritwit, the show that asks life's least important questions like, how do the French cook their stories? Or, how does one contact bullcrap with a detecting device? Or, how many monkeys eating cerebral stimulation beans does it take before one of them is farting out Shakespeare? <laughs> we are, well, I was going to say, the other question would be, how many beans does it take? <laughs> I don't think it takes that many, it just takes infinite monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a limit to how many... If, if you ate more beans, you had better ideas or more ideas. I think it's just more ideas. The quality of the well, ideas I mean, is farting debatable. Out Shakespeare is... Farting out Shakespeare is kind of... Well, it's based on the 12th monkey typewriter thing. You know that one, right? I don't. Oh, the monkey's... No. It's basically if you have an infinite amount of t t monkeys with an infinite amount of typewriters just hammering away nonsense, eventually one of them's going to write Shakespeare. That's It's some sort of philosophy oh. thing. Oh, I love okay. it when I explain no, I, the joke. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking of like the monkey's paw. And I'm like, that is That's definitely different. <laughs> that is very different. <laughs> anyway, uh, listeners, welcome back. You might be surprised to see another episode this month yet. Uh, we have changed format recently. For more details on that, please listen to episode 30, Defining the Alignment System. <laughs> but because so we are splitting things up into more frequent installments, we split our regular segments. So now we finally get to talk about what we at the Ritwit have writ. Yes. Go for it. All right. I am working on something new. Well, new-ish. Wow. <laughs> I've mentioned briefly in one episode a while back that I had an idea for a story called Tesla Knots, which took place in the 1920s, and had people fighting crazy battles using all sorts of crazy tech inspired by the crazy genius that was Nikola Tesla. Well, I'm attempting it again! <gasps> I finally get the reference! What? Why you were, you know, preemptive ripping off. Well, you will soon, yeah, but I'm attempting it again! This time, though, I've come prepared with more knowledge about Tesla, more knowledge about the 1920s, mainly through reading Only Yesterday, which we'll talk about episode 30 of The Ritwit. 
I think that was the closest we've had two dings together for the same I was about episode. to say, I was well, for the same thing, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go and ahead. Big, and so I've had big new sparking, highly electrified inspiration. The ideas I have, the ideas! <laughs> I'm not going to say any of them, though. I'm going to mention them more my, as I keep writing, which while still leaving plenty of fresh new content for our listeners to discover once they read the completed product. Whenever that may be. <laughs> Like if you could go on Amazon and order any of the three Megazoic books to so do it now. Soon to be four. Soon to be four. <laughs> and eventually, far off in the future, you might get Tesla knots on Amazon. Oh dear, we need the spoiler siren for this. No. <laughs> for the really, really, really far off. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was making the, I was making the joke that we should do something in Megazoic that required the spoiler siren, so we had all three sounds in like. Okay, fine. Man. Spoiler siren coming up. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Was, it's fine. Oh, I had a good one. <laughs> joke ruined. I had a good Moving one. on. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Right. Spoiler alert. Core 10 ends the story. <laughs> anyway, so officially, I, I've officially decided to make this my new biggest writing project. Officially. Maybe. I don't know. I'm prone to change things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to call him Mr. Waffle Maker. You did? <laughs> remember no! that? No. <laughs> I remember that. That's <laughs> what you'd think. <laughs> Mr. Okay, maybe it wasn't like that long ago, but I do I do remember referring to you as Mr. Waffle Maker because like you're so good at waffling on things. I have never heard you call me this. <laughs> but then we also say your goldfish memory. I remember is. that. <laughs> you're responsible for that too. Which is ironic that I remember being <laughs> a goldfish, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. In jokes, listeners, if you need to learn more about our personalities, uh, just listen to like literally any episode of the Ritwood. You probably be figuring Ding? out. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as for me, uh, I have the usual hodgepodge of minimal progress, yes. uh, starburst, pulsar, plus a metric ton of stuff at work of late. Yes, you can tell because it's metric. It's real official. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like, it, it's it's awful. Like, even in my private Japanese lessons, where it has nothing to do with nothing to do with work stuffs, I'm doing the exact same thing. Like, literally, she just started working on my instant translation skills the same time that all of this stuff hits the fan. <laughs> I'm too exhausted to properly write creatively, Donald. Save me! <laughs> uh, well, uh, eat some cerebral stimulation beans. There you go. Eat some. Eat some. Eat some. Oh my gosh! I have a perfect idea for how to write chaotic neutral characters. Oh, and speaking of which, <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about the neutral. We're talking about the we're talking about the alignment system here, folks. D and D. That was probably alignment. that was probably my favorite, like halfway forced, half unforced segue. I think we've ever done. It's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get over this. I'm laughing too hard. Um, that's that's normal as well. Yeah. Anyway, you, the listeners love your laugh. That was the well, alliteration. I'm glad they do because I love the listeners laughing. Love your laugh. Uh, well, thank you, <laughs> listeners. Please, please keep supporting this podcast. We'll talk more about how to do that next Later. time. Later. But anyway, um, yes. So we did mention the alignment system, new format. Of course, uh, this is week. 
three. Yes. Of the alignment system. Last time we talked about writing five alignments. Everything from, as we're looking at it, lawful good through all the good characters and two of the neutral characters. The remaining four we'll talk about today. Yes. Starting with chaotic neutral. Yeah. Segways meaning something. Chaotic neutral. These guys, they're, they're real pieces of work, aren't they? <laughs> they are. They're real wild cards, if you let me say. Oh, I, I, I certainly will let you say. so similar to last time uh we we did obviously define these in episode 30 so listen to that oh my god episode 30 (laughs) well i mean this is going to be a thing because i guess it is the start of all this so well that's that's exactly the point like if with the new format we might be doing this a lot i'm dreading all the dings i'm gonna have to edit (laughs) (laughs) so don't do them all just leave some of ours in right but my ocd (laughs) says that i have to do all all right all right fine be cdo about it so cdo how dare you (laughs) cdo anyway compressive compressive Compulsion disorder of uh, uh, obsessiveness? <laughs> I didn't say you had to reorder, refigure out the acronym. You I'm just CDO. saying it's alphabetical. It's alphabetical that way, which is a compulsion. Uh, I don't like it at all. I just had to explain the joke, so it lost its humor. Uh, Moving well, on. Chaotic neutrals. Chaotic, Chaotic neutrals are kind of fun to write because, like, they operate outside the law, but you can't tell which side of the moral scale they're on. Are they trying for good? Are they trying for evil? Honestly, it's whatever's in the moment. Exactly. It makes them prisoners to... And, and neutral characters in general for this, but it makes them prisoners to the moment. It's which true, is a yeah. lot of fun to write. Like, they're... Yeah, they're like... They're the epitome of free spirit, basically. They Yes. Uh, one thing that... It's really nice about chaotic neutrals. They have true freedom from regulations, and they also... And they don't have a distinct link to the passion of do-gooders i mean they can do work in that vein if they want but they don't they aren't constricted by it um remembering of course that as they said on easy domus which is one of my sources for the research we've done and of course donald is using tv tropes we forgot to mention that earlier yeah of course Uh, i was gonna bring it up here soon Um, yeah yeah so please if you have if you have more questions you're certainly welcome encouraged to go look at those but uh they say like the chaotic... What was I going to say? I lost it because I had... I had something to say if you wanted me to just... Go, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So, uh, according to TV Tropes here, uh, there's a variety of... They have four different flavors that the chaotic neutral can come in. The hedonist. They are interested in fulfilling their own desires and pursuing their own right. interests. Yep. The anarchists. They are prepared to work within a group system in order to challenge an establishment system or further their cause. Sure. The rebel, their counterculture just for the sake of it. I sometimes find myself going into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the last one? Uh, the nutter. Just like a, uh, basically just a jester. Not like an evil one, but just like someone who's just unstable. They're too caught up in themselves to be good or evil. They just... The mad hatter, for instance. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, sorry, I remember what I was going to say about it. Uh, easy well, I thought has... it would spurt in your memory whatever <laughs> yeah well it worked uh easy domus has the quote about alignments they are not a straight jacket yes for your restricting your character it is something that you use as a guideline rather than a script so you know chaotic neutrals 
they sometimes go one way they sometimes go another way but generally they're in it for whatever feels right and it's not always sensible not always you know explicable to the rest of the world right that they inhabit makes sense to so me. how do you write these people they're like the plot ninjas in literal <laughs> form <laughs> that's pretty good i like that <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's that's what it is. They they spur things on because they want to, or you know, completely withdraw and just hide out of the public eye because they don't give a crap. So right. you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's that. Do we need to say anything more about chaotic neutral? They're just you know they do whatever they want, man. You know they're just they're. It's great. It's it's so... like if I decided to go. It's like if I decided to go rogue and say, well, we're not talking about ridding anymore. We're going to talk about Power Rangers. By gosh, and I'd be like, <laughs> no, I'd be the lawful one because I like no, we got us, we got rules, we're sticking to them. Damn it! Oh, the fun times we have recording the Ritwit, folks. You guys are missing out if you aren't listening. Uh, Tell your friends. I really need to save some of these bloopers. <laughs> They're great. Well, that's why we're you know theoretically doing it, right? Someday, someday we'll actually use. Speaking them. of which, I haven't done the YouTube thing yet. I I broke my own rule. I told you to get on it before. Oh, I'm just, I I'm I'm about fed up enough that I'm just literally thinking of stopping my recording right now. <laughs> that's why I thought I'd tell you in the middle of it because that way it's just. I'm sorry. Listeners cannot see me raising the middle fingers at full force from both sides here. Oh no, so many middle fingers. He only has two, but he somehow threw me like six now. Ah. <laughs> it's so... Oh, you jerk. <laughs> I'm scared. I told you to get on I'm it. I'm scared to start YouTube and fall under. I'm such a coward. Oh my god. I will get the courage someday. Jesus, do it! How the hell do we segue into into the next one from this? From chaotic neutral. Uh, well, because uh, because you're gonna be evil and bring it back to lawful, right? All right. <laughs> you're like you had the rules of setting up the YouTube thing. You didn't follow them, so I will destroy you. Um, destroyer is not the term for this one, but okay. <laughs> I, 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 you did not follow the rules. Now, oh. be gone. <laughs> oh, our segues leave something to be desired sometimes. Yes, uh, we're moving on from neutral. We're going to go to the last row of this grid, uh, which is the evil characters. We're going to start with uh, lawful evil. Yes. Because, like it or not, we're going to finish this podcast. Even though I practically just rage quit, listeners, you may or may not hear that. <laughs> I'll leave some of it. <laughs> not all of it, some of it. <laughs> anyway, so as we talked about when we referred to them in the in the first of the set, they are diabolical, known as diabolical, tyrants or conquerors are usually in this category. They set their own rules. I, and they have the strong willpower to yeah. enforce it. I tend to write these kind of villains accidentally. All my villains end up being this way. I prefer actually writing chaotic evil villains. Those are more fun for me. But for a lot of reasons, whenever I come up with a villain, it tends to be this. It's just the easier one. For, it's the more natural one for me to write. But, well, I think it's a lot easier to write them because they have their own codified system to follow. Right. A true... A true chaotic evil, and I'm not trying to get too far ahead of myself here, is 
obviously literally prisoner <clears throat> to their own in their own belief in that second, right? Right. So literally anything on the table at any time for any reason, whereas lawful evil is easier to write because they're more predictable. Right, yes. And, I mean, yeah, it's a little cliche to think about it this way, but if you don't have them as somewhat predictable or not following their code, then why do they have one? Exactly. And, you know, if they have one, then you might as well use it, which makes it easier to set up the skeletal framework of what they do. Right, exactly. Because it provides, I mean, as opposed to being like this miasma of plasma, it's actually a body, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I couldn't resist that weird... That, that uh, sounds fun to me. <laughs> it, it was it was really neat. But like this blobless goo, if you, if you want to consider chaotic this blobless goo, you know, it's a skeleton. <laughs> now you get to fill in the details, which is a lot easier than making a blob of goo into a body. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, like, lawful evil characters, they're also, I tend to be the one that I think they're the most threatening. And I guess chaotic, chaotic evil are the more, are the more scary, while lawful evil are the most threatening, if that makes kind of sense, so. I, I could see why you say that. I'm not entirely sure I agree with it, except to say that I, I know that the, uh, chaotic, chaotics are certainly much more destructive. And they're more unpredictable, so that's what makes them scary. Because they're unpredictable, right. Well, like, lawful people, they, lawful evils, they will get into a place and force their rigid system on everyone else, and they are so willing to keep order that they will kill without much compunction. They will do all of these, I mean, evil things, of course. Right. Just because they, I mean, a lot of these people have pretty big egos to think that everybody has to follow their rules. And maybe not so egotistic as chaotic evil because... Well, we'll talk about them later. I keep right. that myself. Well, like, and I think, for what it's worth, and I'm not probably going to name too many examples other than some obvious ones just for the sake of not offending people, these tend to be the real-life villains. These tend True. to be the ones, because they're prone to getting followers. They're prone to getting, like, and they're the big ones. Like, not, Hitler was this. One thing I find interesting from Easy Domus that they have... Uh, ways to like rename the alignments such that they sound more appealing to players who might want to try using these things because you know who really wants to be an evil <clears throat> chaotic character right unless that's just their cup of tea but one thing that they did was that they gave names and then they talked about you know walking the path of whatever to describe these alignments and it's really cool for more information please take a look at that site they've got a ton of information better than i could ever describe it and you know it's got it was it was quite a fun day I had researching this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they call this the path of ascendancy. Right. Think about it this way. Your motivation is power. Your motivation is security. So you're working to get that power, to create that security for yourself. So you come in and you start something. And you, I mean, power and security by themselves are not inherently bad things. Right. Ascending to whatever point is not an evil quality. Again, that's why they talked about renaming these <laughs> classes. But, you know, but this is what they do. Yes. They come in. They create their order. And to hell with the people who can't follow it. Right, exactly. 
And that's... So, you know, the fun part about writing these characters is watching, you know, explaining their rise. Maybe they started out as lawful good or lawful neutral and they just started, you know, their sense of justice, if you will, started warping such that they became a dictator. Yeah, they went a bit too far. They went down the slippery slope. You know, the well, the the slippery slope. Uh, Well-intentioned extremists, uh, to reference a trope that I tend to like those kind of villains a lot, uh, they might fall here at the end if they have enough power to set the code. Exactly. If they have enough power to set the law. Yes. And depending on how well-intentioned their intentions are. <laughs> true. Well, that's, I mean, it, that's the thing. The road to hell is paved with them, right? Exactly. Good intentions? Yep, yep, Sorry, I know. know <laughs> I got it. But... Well, I, I was doing it more for the listeners. I know. Benefit, just in case. <laughs> Anyhow, it's one of those things that they're, they're actually quite a lot, uh, quite easy to write. I'd because so. they have their own their own sense of honor, you know, scouts' honor in, in that warped sense, and so it's you know regulated enough for you. Right. However, if we start, can I? Do you mind if I skip over neutral for right now so we can talk about? Chaos Fine by me. I mean, it makes better. It. Works better with the contrast. So. <laughs> well, because I kept talking about that freaking thing before we got there, <laughs> so we're gonna skip over neutral evil for right now. We're gonna talk about chaotic evil. Yes, the Joker's. <laughs> Oh, when you say Joker, you mean in a deck of cards? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. I'm being uh, serious. The, jo- but... the, the, the Joker. The chaotic <laughs> evil character. Um, actually, there is one. There there are good things about this alignment, obviously. Yes. Uh, the one that they mentioned on the site I looked at was it combines self-interest with pure freedom. That's true. <laughs> And all that you know, entails, good and bad, and mostly the, bad. And all that that entails. But the chaotic evil, you know, their motivation is hedonism. Yes, exactly. It's all for themselves. Um, I mentioned that there are ten motivations in the work of this psychologist Schwartz, and there's more reference on Easy Thomas. There are ten motivations, but they he combined two together conformity and tradition kind of interesting you know, hand in glove so he combined them together for this model but when you superimpose it over the ring the alignments actually you know the the alignments kind of overlap different motivations right so i'm reading motivations for a couple things however chaotic evil by itself has only one okay. and it's the only alignment like this really that's interesting yes <laughs> yeah no like seriously you should take a look at this I will that's really cool um they the only motivation for somebody chaotic evil is hedonism makes sense to me they do it just because literally prisoner to the moment doing what they do what they want for themselves and screw the other people exactly there is no system to follow there is no there there is no discernible logic pattern because there's no such thing as a pattern <laughs> yeah it's true. Unless you can anticipate, unless you can anticipate their desires, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as predicting what they're going to do. And even then, it's likely to be wrong because you can't really read into their mind without you know starting to think about. And their chaos. mind is probably a big kind of spaghetti un- of nonsense, <laughs> a miasma of plasma. It's one of those things that 
I don't like writing chaotic evil characters for the reason that if I get too far into their head, which I tend to do with characters when I'm trying to write them seriously, it makes me worry about what I'm thinking. <laughs> I get that. I, I'm, I'm entirely serious. I, I understand that. I, like, for what, I is, find these characters a lot of fun to write, but I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> well, and, and I, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like having them. I actually, I mean, I, the reason I don't like writing them is that, but I do like writing them because they are just that they add the zeitgeist to whatever you're doing. Right. <laughs> uh, for me, these are the characters that if there's a villain that's funny, they tend to be these characters. Like when you say funny, do you mean like absolutely strange in the head or just humorous? Humorous, like the ones that make jokes, the ones that like, like, the, like I like, I tend to write, you know, a lot of jokes in my writing, of course. Like I'm a very humorous storyteller, um, even if my works aren't necessarily just pure comedies. Uh, my sure. my characters, my my villains that are evil, the lawful evil ones, they don't really make jokes. The ones that are chaotic evil. They make the jokes. They're the ones that make well, to be, themselves laugh and also occasionally make the readers laugh. So Maybe so. I I tend to think of the one that fits best here. Like, uh, we classified types of villains way, way back once upon a time. What episode was that, Donald? Episode 9, I believe. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and, you know, we talked about complete monsters. Yes. They're just destruct. They're just forces of destruction. Um, speaking of one random comment that that brings to mind, forces of nature are true neutral. By the way, don't try to at me on that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to at him, you actually I don't know your contact. You don't have a Twitter, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, find Let's him on Facebook. That maybe until... I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> don't worry. Well. Well, we'll we'll talk about that later. But well, anyway, so we, we don't talk about how to contact you other than the main website, the main email. Well, I mean, they can call. I mean, they're the same website. No, but anyway, um, no, but forces of destruction, and so they are. You know, they they are the ones who are going to ruin everything. Mm -hmm. They don't give a wit for your system or any system that exists. If it doesn't serve them, it's gone. <laughs> Makes sense. And so complete monsters fit here. And so I don't view complete monsters as funny. I view them as horrifying. They, I'm not saying that they. I'm not saying that all chaotic evil people are funny. I'm saying that if there is a villain that's funny, True. they tend to be this. True. And to be fair, you know, as uh, Easy Domus has said, quote, uh, few people are completely consistent within alignments. Actually, that that's right. close quote. I, right. I was thinking of something no, but I put of in course, my notes, which is there, this: there are broad. There's a broad range of personalities and individual philosophies within a single alignment. Even people that have the same alignment don't necessarily have to be identical. Right. So, but, like, no, I get what you're saying, that these are horrifying. And, and those are the ones aren't funny. But I'm saying that, yeah, like, if there is a villain that is funny, they tend to be, the type they tend to be is this. So, at least right. like, from my experience. Like, in The Dark Knight, the Joker is a terrifying villain, but he made a lot of people laugh a lot of the times. Like... Fair. Like, there's a time where, like, he's dressed up as a freaking nurse <laughs> when he goes yeah. to uh, visit Two-Face. And Two-Face is so angry no, at him because cool. he killed Rachel. And he's like, and then Joker just looks at him and says, in this awkward smile, hi. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I I wish listeners could have seen the eyes that Donald was making. Hi. As he did that. It was kind of hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was making those eyes until you put it. It just got so into character. <laughs> 
No, I mean, like chaotic evil villains tend to be some of the greatest villains because they are so out. They they are so uh, personally driven. Yes, that everything else is secondary. Allies, enemies, it's all secondary to the one goal of um, the the path that they follow mm-hmm. is the path of luxury. Yeah. That's they want what they want and nothing else will stand between them and that unless somebody manages to rise up and, <laughs> and beat them. Right. The only thing that beat a chaotic so, evil villain is another chaotic evil villain. <laughs> Well, there's there is that possibility. I don't know too. If that's true. Uh, of course, the thing that's dangerous about chaotic evil is that they destroy beauty and life and the order on which those things rely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you know, uh, use chaotic evil characters wisely. I think is what I'm trying to say. Have fun with them is what Donald is trying to say. I mean, use them uh, wisely too. I agree to with it. you. And when and and when they're not played for laughs, they are horrified. I agree with you. Yeah. So yeah. But it, Are we going to move on to yeah. the last one, neutral Which evil? Which sounds like a bit of a whimper now at this point, but I guess it's kind of an, like, an all-encompassing sort of thing for evil, because these are the ones, like the neutral evil, are the ones that are just, they're just evil for the sake of evil. But not like in a chaotic way, they're just, they're just, they're the bad ones. They're just bad guys. They Honestly, I kind of find these, I, I kind of find these ones that they're not, they're not so destructive, but it's not easy to track their motivation because they don't, play well with others and so they just kind of stay off to themselves i they read kind of isolate i read they kind some, of isolate from the group yeah. go ahead i read something interesting that like a lot of disney villains tend to be this because they might they have goals but they're not like pure sure. anarchists they have they do what they want they 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 do have sometimes they have an order sometimes they don't like scar for instance he wants to become king and he so he kills mufasa mm-hmm. to do it and and while he's king, he doesn't really yeah, uphold the law too much. To but like he that. has, he does chaotic things to get to the position. But when he gets there, he's lawful evil. So that balances but at out. That point, but at what point do you just declare that he changes alignments? Because that's something that can happen as well. Well, it's just both of them are in his character. That's why he is true neutral. Fair. It is so. I'm oh, not true neutral. I mean neutral well, evil. He, neutral evil. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the good thing about the, the best part about being neutral evil is that you advance yourself without regard for other people. Right. So you don't let others hold you back or you may, maybe, maybe you don't even need their encouragement. You just work to strive, uh, work to strive. You strive for the best form of you. Yes. Of course, you know, you're doing things with somewhat malicious intentions or things that will probably harm other people along the way. So it's not great, but right. you know. These these characters, as far as villains go, they're kind of middle of the road. And because lawful is pretty easy to tell and chaotic is very easy to tell, these kind of just cover the rest. Basically. And they're like they're the middle ground. They're the ones... I'd, I'd say... I'd wager like 80% of villains are this. Their motivations, by the way, are achievement and power. Yes. Makes sense. They don't care about the security of lawful, the lawful evils and they don't give a crap about necessarily the hedonism of the chaotic evil people but they want achievement well like another well disney villain example is ursula from the little mermaid she true has she has she, her, her goal is to get is to get uh king triton's trident so and right. but she makes these deals with other mer people 
and she, you know, she claims them to be lawful, but then she, like, she twists them around and does stuff like that. For, does it for all her own gain, and she does it all for her own purpose, which is power. Always read the fine print. Exactly. <laughs> which somehow doesn't float off into the sea because we're underwater, and the paper doesn't yeah, sob. Yeah, but let's... Well, it must be made of some special material like that has Like seaweed paper. Density, it's like how papyrus is made... <laughs> paper is like... It's seaweed. Uh, it's like... <laughs> I'm sorry. The the fun pronunciation thing that you did there sounded like you said hippopyrus. Hippopyrus. And I'm just thinking of hippo hippo hippocampus. And I'm thinking, what if they made like hippocampus skin as paper or something? I'm just thinking it'd be really. That's intriguing. the weirdest thing I think you've said throughout this entire podcast. <laughs> well, there's a lot to contend with, so maybe not, but probably close. Uh, you could add that. Uh, you just go pick your nose. <laughs> for more on that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, we're good. And that will not be a regular segment if I have my way about it. I will have my way, and by, by God, it will be a regular segment. <laughs> yeah, uh, neutral evils are on the path of supremacy, it yes. says here. So, yeah. So, no, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anything else to add I mean, about it? Don't worry if your villains don't particularly follow lawful or chaotic evil strictly. Again, it's not a straitjacket. Like it's not a straitjacket. It's like a slider. You know, you go between one thing or another. And even further, that people aren't consistent within those alignments. There is motivation to make a decision, and any of them are possible. It's just that generally alignments, pardon the term, align with certain ones. Right. So keep that in mind with your writing for evils neutrals goods lawful chaotic even if it's true neutral forces <laughs> of nature animals included indeed you know well so, so that's basically that. how to write all these thuns now we've done a lot of this as we've gone on but next week we're going to talk about examples like all the examples we can name yeah so if you're looking for a place to f- see characters you know and put them on this scale definitely stay tuned for next week uh, oh. Thanks for listening to our stuff about writing these guys, though. That's it for this week, I believe, yes. unless you have something else to add. Nope, that's it. Uh, again, like, examples <clears throat> right, will be good because week. that way you get to see kind of how this all plays out. Like, you get to. Because it's easier to, to see how it, this all works with characters you already know, so. Yep. So, we're going to summarize our findings in the next episode and finish the set. So, hopefully, you'll join us again. But if you want to contact us in the meantime, yes. how can you do that? You contact us at Matt D with two T's at MatthewDonaldCreator.com for any general questions to either co-host. You can, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at MatthewDonaldCreator on Facebook, at MatthewDonald64 on Twitter, and MatthewDonald64 on Instagram. Why 64? Because... Wow, that's an interesting reason. I know, right? <laughs> And we mentioned earlier, if you want to follow me, I don't have anything worth following professional accounts or just otherwise. Just email him through uh, the email. The, uh, Matt yeah, D just Matthew go ahead and use the contact page. It doesn't even have to be a question. The... Just say hi. He's lonely now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you want us to share things on the air, please let us know. We'd love to do that if you guys have questions or concerns. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, suggestions for where the, where the podcast could go. How do you like the format? Please let us know. Yeah, that'd be, that's a big thing. Anyway, until then. Until then, we'll be back next week. This is us two twits at the Ritwit who talk about ridding, and we're all twitted out. So we'll see you next time. Yep, I'm Matt Donald. I'm Matt David. Keep writing. Keep writing.
The Ridwee.